Hey guys, welcome to uh, Fly Cool Shit, episode 11. We're going to get this thing started right away. Um, just full disclosure, this horrific intro and outro that you guys are uh, coming to enjoy will go away as soon as we get a new uh, intro and outro recorded. Petro's actually working on that. Um, I think his wife's actually going to do the uh, the voiceover, so that'll be cool. Anyway, um, episode 11, we have uh, one of Jeff's buddies on who comes from, uh, he, he works at an alphabet group that uh, shall remain nameless, and uh, we just kind of shoot the shit for hour, hour and a half or so, and nothing real serious. Uh, we get into, uh, we talk about a little bit of aerobatic flying and parachutes a little bit, helmets a little bit, gosh, all kinds of random stuff. Um, some of the FAA side of the things, like uh, violations and ramp checks and noise complaints and yeah, just all kinds of random stuff. Anyway, uh, let's kick it off. Episode 11. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Fly Cool Shit. Fly Cool Shit. A podcast about flying cool shit. Join us weekly where we talk about aerobatics, warbirds, tailwheel flying, unique aircraft, and much, much more. Let's start the show. You're cleared into the box. Smoke on. What's up, guys? Welcome to uh, Fly Cool Shit, episode 11. I'm Mark. I got Petro back with me. What's up, Mark? What's up? What's up, Playa? Not much, man. Just uh, living the dream, as usual. I, I hear you, dude. I got a glass of wine in one hand and microphone in the other, you know? Chilling. I got some lemonade. I got some crystal light lemonade. Fucking oh, crystal living light? On the edge. Living on the Holy edge, shit. Is it, is it 1993? It crystal is. light still around? And sometimes I mix it with a little bit of the uh, iced tea. It's a little little Arnold Palmer. Oh, little yeah, a little Arnie Palmy. And the special guest is drinking a dry rose cider. <laughs> Ooh. The special guest is also naked. <laughs> All right. Here now we, we go. got a special we got a special dude here. Um we can't say his name. He's anonymous, but I like to call him Whisker Biscuits. Paul sign Whisker Biscuits. <laughs> um What's up, Whisker Biscuits? How are you? He's flown oh, in I'm great, all the way man. from the West Coast. He's in your territory. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So he's different time zone. Flew all the way just for a podcast. Just for a podcast. That's what we do for Look our at that, dude. That's what we do for our people, man. That's what we do for We're our getting crowd. big time. Yeah, you know, there's a couple pennies in the uh, bank account that <laughs> doesn't make <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like one of those uh those piggy banks in the shape of an airplane. <laughs> That's what we got we going go. on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's here. It's empty. I'm trying not to give away his his position and what he does because this is going to be a little uh, risque. But we'll let our uh, listeners use their own imagination as to what uh, sector <laughs> this fellow is <laughs> in. <laughs> Let's just say your butt may pucker up when it comes to your airplane. It might, it may or may not be a, a, a certain alphabet yeah. group. It may or may not be a pleasant experience. Yeah. Well, have you, Mark, have you ever been ramped in the extra? I've never been ramped in the extra. I've been ramped in a couple other airplanes, but I've, I've never been ramped in the extra. No, yeah. I take it back. Not in my extra. I've, I've been ramped in uh, the 300L I used to fly. Um, and that was coming when I was actually ferrying it. I got ramped in um, Santa Fe. 
Oh, geez. That sucks. What was the guy like? Yeah, was that, he cool or was he a jerk? Super cool. Um, I, uh, you know, and, and not, not to shit on uh, the FAA and, and, uh, no, I, he's, he, this is why we have people him. that, <laughs> yeah, people, you know, and people that do ramp checks. But I feel like, it, you know, it's such a, it's already like a weird thing, right? Like it's, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a weird engagement no matter what it would be because it's somebody, you know, coming up and, and checking your stuff. But no, he was super cool, super nice. He was just like, hey, man, um, I'm just out here, you know, just checking stuff. If I could just see all the, you know, assume, assume the position basically and showed like, him all the documents and he was, Going on a first date with your new boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little awkward. You know, somebody I mean, might get fingered. You don't know. But it, then you're then you're okay with it. You yeah, do what you gotta cool. do to not get violated. I mean, you you're getting violated one one way or another. That's what's gonna happen. I was just gonna say, do you want a violation <laughs> or do you want to be violated? Yeah. And uh big difference. You know, and one is, you know. Yeah. It depends what state I'm in for that. I mean, if I'm in California, I mean I'm just you gotta do what you gotta do, but gotta do what you gotta do, man. Pull over if you're in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I mean, whisker biscuits. Does it? Is it? How does it feel to be in the driver's seat when you do something like that? Are you just laughing on the inside and and showing like your your dog? What is that uh, from uh, Get Hard? Showing your mad dog face. (laughs) Oh, your mad dog face. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a ballet. I, I I consider it like a dance, like a special dance. You really are such an asshole. I know. You first have to, <laughs> like, you know, when you see that girl over at the bar and you want to come up to her, but you really don't. You want to play it cool and come up nice and slow. Think about what you're gonna say. Think about what you're gonna ask her. It's kind of like that. And then you just walk right by, and she's like, "Wait, what?" I thought he was going to talk to me. And then you know what you do? You come back around and come up when she least expects it. Then you're fucked. Damn. How you doing? Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. Oh, my God. That sounds like the cop when you're driving and you know you're speeding and he's behind you and he just lingers there for like a minute. He just waits. The longest minute of your life. And you're like, and then it gets so long where you're like, would you just fucking turn on the lights, please? Pull me over. Just pull me over. And, yeah. he, and he speeds by you, and you're like, I'm going to put a cap in your ass. And then he slams on the brakes and comes back and gets you. Snozberry stays like Snozberry. <laughs> Candy bars. No, but it's all good. It's uh, It goes. You get a lot of complaints, though, right? You got to deal with, like, all that phone calls and. and yes. Well, without getting too specific, what do you what do you feel the most in your day to day? Um. Me, I don't field anything. I have a bunch of assistants that do that. And the honest truth. If it sounds oh, that's like awesome. it's going to get ugly, then it comes to my desk. Comes down to shithole. Okay. If so it's, if it's so if something's like it's escalated. My, yeah. If it sounds like it's in my you know realm of expertise. Your or wheelhouse. A question. Like, hey, I'm not really too sure about this. You can tell when the guy calls and he's uh, saying he lives in a van down by the river and the airplanes <laughs> are flying or following him. That's probably not going to come to my desk. Do you deal with any aerobatic complaints? Um, I used to. What was it? Mostly noise, or was it just people scared of shit? There always is noise. Noise, noise, noise. Yeah, noise. Yeah, that's what it seems to be the problem. It's noise, and then they see the noise, hear the noise, and and look at what the noise is doing, and go, "Oh my god, that is so unsafe." I remember this is going back a while ago. 
um, back in 2001, right after 9-11. Well, it was probably 2002 after 9-11. Um, I was a kid, but somebody was flying an extra at my field and everybody was on high alert. And he put the smoke on over the field and the police showed up at the airport because somebody reported that somebody was spraying anthrax over the sky. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, there was like five cough cars that showed up. I've got, yeah, the noise. So, like, I want to talk to you about it to see if you've ever been ramped too. but the noise thing is is really funny because I've got I, myself, I've, the world of ADSB is really weird because now people can just look up, look your shit up and find you. Um, yeah, I don't have you, ADSB, you know, by the way. I never did it in the extra. I guess you wouldn't. Well, and now it's going to be harder, I guess, to transit to places. But yeah, um, if you're outside like- of the mode C or. Yeah, no, I'm outside the Mode C. I just I have to go up north uh, by Westchester and around you know around the city. It's an extra like ten minutes usually on the flight. It's which kind of sucks. That's not so bad. You're not going direct. You know you got to go north to go west, which is it's really frustrating to be honest. But yeah, for the amount of times I do it, it's just not worth it. Um, yeah, to, to always have my end number squawking. That's the problem. No, I mean um, I got to put it. I got to do anonymous mode in my airplane, but. Um, when it first, when we first got it, we were getting, I, I would just start getting a bunch of emails cause it's all, you know, they could look up the end number and then find my business page, uh, which is, you know, not everybody's going to have that problem, especially if you have your registration is tied to an LLC and it's not your, you know, your physical address, but I've, I've already heard some horror stories about stuff like that. Yeah, but I've been getting tons of complaints. Like, uh, noise. Just like massages, you know, restaurant carbone. Everything's on Yelp reviews, yeah. so you know it'll go right yeah. to your website and Yelp the shit out of you. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, guys, head on over to Carbone's Yelp and leave a one star review, please. <laughs> Even if you've help. never ate, if, if you've never eaten there, just leave a one star review, or just, or just leave just a five know. star. Leave a five star, but make sure you mention Mark and Jeff and the SpaghettiOs were delicious. Just let them know. <laughs> You'll get ten percent off your next purchase. Yeah, just say the name massage. <laughs> massage <laughs> <laughs> oh he's gonna hate it he's gonna hate us he's probably so have you been ramp- listening to this it's terrible oh i i, I hope he i hope he like yeah yeah I hope he I've stretches been his watch i'm such a winner though my hands start shaking and everything i re- i got ramped once i was younger and um yeah it's like the guy comes over and he's got they always have those reflector sunglasses like from top gun you know the black dude that's oh, wearing yeah. the silver sunglasses and the trench coat oh yeah it's like the trench or Cartman. Cartman. Respect my authority. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, certain docks. I'm like, oh, okay, sir. <laughs> yeah. And like in the aerobatic planes, you like, you buried them in like the, the, the POH or whatever, you know, cause you know, you can't have shit flying around while you're doing aerobatics. And, yeah. um, but yeah. It, do you have a current program letter, mister? Yeah. Uh, me? <laughs> no, you dummy. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I think. <laughs> let's skip that. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I Next question. Uh, let's move on. Awkward. <laughs> let's, back, let's go back to Carbone. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what kind yeah, of wine, what, what wine are you drinking? I can hear it in the background. Honestly, I don't know the. Um, it's got some I can't guinea, it's got some guinea red going on. <laughs> some guinea red. Yeah. Um, I saw this it's, hilarious. Um, Go ahead. I saw this hilarious meme for for the for your for your airline pilot side. 
Um, would you like something to drink? What are my choices? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> I dig I it. I like on. it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I can't but, remember. Uh, um, I'm finishing up a bottle. Of, it's it's in a, like it's just an Italian blend, um, and I just can't remember. I don't even remember what you the were bottles were. I know. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I thought you were going to like get right into it. The year, the vintage. Probably got a bottle I think it's of mo- Gallo. <laughs> Got some, bare, <laughs> some barefoot. I think it's Monastrell. I can't remember the varietal of it. It's. I mean, it's just you know, it's Tuesday. Yeah. You I, drink I, when you fly, open though, right? All the time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Why would you fly sober? It's really scary flying into clouds when you're it sober. It is. I find, and you have to relax a little bit. Everybody says that when you fly relaxed, you fly better. So yeah, I didn't loosen up, up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's science. That's uh, I, we didn't make up science. That's no. science. Oh. Yeah, all you listeners out there, um, get, a, get with it. Start drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, to uh, you know, to touch on like your nervous feeling, because um, I've been ramped, and then I've had, you know, like talks with the FA um, as far as like, yeah, you know, fielding like a noise complaint, like especially when I was an instructor um, at an aerobatic school, like we get that stuff all the time, and and have interactions with the FA, and they'd stop in every now and again, and it was always nerve wracking. It wasn't until. Um, whisker business may not like this, but it wasn't until, uh, I got to the airlines and kind of not, you, you really do put them on, you know, put people that are, that have your certificates, you know, uh, or, you know, their fate in your hands, so to speak up on a pedestal. And it could be really nerve wracking, but you know, when you realize they're, you know, even though they might come off a little stoic or a little, maybe be, maybe even a touch of assholiness, um, they're really not there. To, I'd say know. a handful. It's it's a handful. It's, well, it depends. There there are definitely some. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I got to be honest. I uh, I had a f- file for a practice area, um, or put paperwork, and it wasn't bad at all. Um, you know, you have to do the environmental study. You got to find the coordinates of your box. Um, right when you you know every if you ever looked into doing it, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. as long as everything's yeah, filled out correctly, you know, just go hand deliver it. Well, with COVID, I don't know if you can, but hand deliver it, you know, try to get an appointment and speak to the guy. And bring some donuts. Yeah, bring some food. They love food. And you'll get it. I don't, you know, that was the first time I did it and it really went pretty uh, well. So, yeah, I don't know why there's so much complaining on the internet about APAs and um waivers just fill it out right i mean they shouldn't be able to deny you unless it's dangerous um or inflicting on some type of other operation so um yeah you get a lot of that in california like i don't see the big i I really didn't have a lot of difficulty doing it 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 you know it's um it's gonna greatly depend on the fisdo i think um that's just my that's my maybe my uneducated opinion they are not all created um, equal yeah, that, that, that would be my, my sentiments as well. I mean, I've, I've dealt with, you know, several different FISDOs and then obviously in the professional world having POIs. Um, so, you know, you deal with a lot of different people in the FAA and, and, you know, it just, it depends. I mean, if somebody has a hard on for you or, you know, hard on out for you, (laughs) uh, you're not, you're not getting (laughs) shit. They may have a hard on for you. Maybe you'll get, maybe then you'll get what you want. I don't know. I mean, you're, we've talked about this. You're a very pampered you know, well, well-groomed man. So good looking. Oh, he's stunning. He's absolutely stunning. <laughs> really? he's stunning. A, he's a dime face. 
Well, he's drinking wine, <laughs> wow. so he's already one check in the pro box. Yeah, no, nah, he's he's uh he's above my pay grade, that's for sure. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's very kind of you to say. You should see only in the looks department. <laughs> that's how he seals the deal with all his pilots. Check out my helmet. <laughs> Check out my way, helmet. How did that become the cover photo of the Facebook page? Massage? Yeah. Yeah, massage is uh, leading the way. I was the cover photo for aerobatic pilots for all of 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna switch, I, I am, I'm, I am going to switch it back to you. I don't know. I, I, Can I switch? You know, you know what? I need that photo. I'm going to take that photo tonight, and I'm going to... Um, put a, a vinyl sponsorship of Carbone on the uh, turtle deck, and then you can re-put it on. <laughs> yeah. I, like it. I feel like the co-host needs to have a little bit here. Yeah, it's just, what can I say? I'm just constantly left 5. out. 5.2 thousand members, wow. No, Mark did it. I tell you what. And, uh, and all the founding members did a great job putting this together. I, I try to be, uh, you know, I try to be active on there and try to keep the, the group going, and um, it's not easy. Not to, not to be like, woe is me but it's you know I'll, I'll make the cover i'll make the cover photo of jeff's airplane and immediately i'll get some fucking message from somebody like hey man you should put more biplanes on you pick a lot of monoplanes and i'm like well shit there's more monoplanes than there are biplanes like there's different there's more models of monoplanes like it, it, this is you know so you're like a score for the course here it seems no, people a lot of times you know what i've never seen though i've never seen a decathlon on there so you're no i put um I put uh, somebody's decathlon on there. I put, put a couple of decathlons on there. Did you put a panzel up there? I think so. At some you point. Need, yeah. You need to have some sort of uh, a contest. What kind of contest? That's a good idea. Let, let, let the members pick the photo. Oh, then there'd just be like porn up there or something. Well, that's okay. <laughs> what kind of porn? <laughs> Plain porn. Plain porn. Mm, not good enough. Something yeah. Like that. No. How come you never put Corey's photo up there? I think I put Corey's. I think I actually have. Yeah, I got the scroll. Maybe I haven't. Um, I re I reposted when he got his plane when he vinyled his airplane. I I posted that into the aerobatic pilots page because I think it actually does look good. Um, it's a little too green for. I mean, I I like green. It's very green. It's 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 very it's bright green. Like maybe it's I think very, it probably looks green. a lot different in person. I don't know if he tried editing the photo maybe and it like sh did some funky stuff to it. But um, yeah, and there was a lot of good, you know, um, there was a lot of good talk on the page today, which is what's today, Tuesday. Yeah. With that whole Florida box. And that's a really critical thing that people got to be wary of, especially in intermediate, especially in advanced, well, all categories we could say, but um you know, skating on the bottom of the box, just because you're indicating or you think you're on the floor, that that means shit. It's whatever the people on the ground think you're at. And where you are in the box is so critical when you're on the floor. Like, you cannot be in the back of the box and be on the floor. I mean, you're just, you're going to get a low call. You're going to look way too low. Yeah, you're going to get a low. And my big thing, too, with lows, like, I did, uh, I just got my judging thing two years ago or whatever. And, uh, when somebody's in control of the airplane and they're very smooth and they're ahead of it and you, they're doing a, a great job. And if they're getting low or if you think as a judge you're, they're getting low, you, I don't call them low because I don't think they're low, obviously, but because <clears throat> they look in control. But that same airplane being flown by somebody who's really not ahead of the airplane at that same altitude, yeah. 
I'm just guessing the way my mind works, but I'll usually call them low. They'll look low and, uh, you know, it'll take away from me watching them actually do the figures because I'm kind of worried for them at that point. Like, get your shit together, you know, try to. I can see that. So, like, yeah, you got to control. I don't see the like this is again outsider looking in. Right. Um, I, I don't see the. I really don't see the desire to push the floor. I, I don't not from like any standpoint. I don't see that from a safety standpoint clearly, but also I don't see it from even a presentation standpoint, like present. I feel like you could present better. If, if you are worried about the floor as your metric for presenting, well, can't you just be closer and, and centered and that be a bigger emphasis than your altitude as far as, as far as hitting the floor. I mean, bring it up to 300 feet. Yeah, bring like it you, in don't, closer. you don't you don't get any extra points for you know the, the person who got lowest to to not getting called low, but yeah, there is a sweet spot in every category or from a judging standpoint where, like, you want to make it as easy as possible for the judge when they're judging you. You know, you don't want them moving their head a million times. You don't want them looking straight up so their neck is kinked. So you True. really presentation is, um. Yeah, you can ask a million people what, and my opinion can mean shit. But I feel like presentation is is a major, major aspect to to winning and scoring well. Because okay, yeah, um, you know, somebody was saying, and anybody could say this that you can fly, you know, uh, one you can fly the same figure in the right spot of the box, and get scored an eight, and you can fly that same figure in say the back, whatever part of the box, the same way, and it will score a seven. So it's really important that you put the airplane where it needs to be um, at every part during the sequence where it needs to be. So skating on the bottom, yeah, you, you kind of want to be a little low. Um, you don't want to – I usually never really try to touch the bottom. Um, but it's just – there's there, there's really no point to getting that close because it's a big dinger. I mean, I think it's like 200 points or something like that, 250. Yeah. And it's the yeah, and especially work. if you're reckless enough, you could be, you could be, you know, that could be it for you. Yeah, and the low lines is interesting. Um, you know, when when somebody's flying the low lines, like if you're in the advanced category and you got a pits flying low lines, as you know, from then you come in there screaming in an extra, which is bigger. Um, it's kind of kind of be a little screwy for you, but that's another topic uh, as far as low lines and and everything like that, but. Um, but yeah, yeah. Was, I thought it was a really cool topic that people got talked about. I know Corey got shitted on a little bit as usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do well, people dick on him so much? Does he do it to himself? You know, yes. Um, and the topic was a really good topic. Like, cause it's interesting. To, it's super interesting to me. Um, cause I'm concerned about that stuff. And Corey is too, you know, um, Corey, he just got the brunt of it because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it always I, does. He's like the whipping boy. Well, it's his responses. And so somebody will say something and then he'll double down on his reasoning and then he'll triple down on his reasoning. And it's almost like people don't, it's, it's like he doesn't hear what people are saying. I mean, like, you know, it's like somebody was like, Hey, just, you know, I think it was Sammy. I think Sammy Mason said it, you know, yeah, it was like, I mean, Sammy Mason said something that was a hundred percent accurate, a hundred percent accurate. And, and then, you know, like really, just really great like, advice. People pay for that kind of advice, by the way. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think Corey says something effective like, well, 
Rob's Rob said it was good or, you know, and then Sam's like, okay, well, if Rob says, you know, all right. And then, you know, a few other people chimed in and then, you know, he was his re he kept, you know, kind of trying to, you know, reason it away. And then ended up posting. That's probably what it is. He's just baiting. us. It feels like it. Well, it feels like it. It definitely feels trolly. But but then he posts the screenshot of the, uh, you know, of the uh, like being able to um, get yourself out of a low call with a video. And he's like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All this shit about safety, like and, and getting a low call. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I got a GoPro. I'm good. Dude, he, he needs YOLO on the side of his. That's 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 his sponsor. YOLO. Just every YOLO <laughs> on every control service. It's a good call sign. YOLO. Yeah. I actually like that. I like that more than Bronco. Look, whatever he's doing, he's got us talking about him. So he must be doing something. All right. Oh, shut up. Go back to your hole. <laughs> but um, no, I, you know, <laughs> he uh, he means well. You know, I, I no, know. he's actually I, a really nice guy. I got. I I I have no. I don't. I don't have any hatred towards Corey or anything like that. It it is just, you know, it's unfortunate because that that was a really good topic. And that how would that how else would that come out? You know, how else would that topic come up on that page yeah. other Corey, than something like this? Corey, we care about you. No, I like it when Corey. We do. I got to be. I honest, do, too. It always. It gets a lot of action. And, you know, uh, for better or worse, you know, whether you like the guy's flying or like his personality or not, which, you know, I'm a fan of him and his flying like he's getting I I know people people shit on him, you know, and I don't know. There's he's a there's really, certainly a much, he's flying really good. I mean, the, not really good, but he's fine. I, he's fine. Good. Um, I watched the last video of, of, yeah, no, I, I watched the, the video that he did of the uh, 2020 or, you know, the, I guess that was the comment. That's where it started getting the, uh, the comment chain about the low being low, but his 2021 um, proposed known, which I think that's now that known has been scrapped, but um, without the snap, you know, his practice video that like, Hey, you know, is it perfect? No, but fuck, I'm not perfect. Um, and the guy's out there doing it and putting himself out there. So, like, he, you know, in that regard, I give him all the props because there's so many people out there and they know who they are that will not post their shit and and have people look at them. But you know, they're so like, afraid of what you know. They'll they'll talk a ton of shit though. Ton, totally, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I don't like, know. Yeah. I give I give Corey props, man. I, I I'm a fan. I, I really am. I legitimately. I'm not even. I'm not even. Joking. I, I'm a fan of Corey. Like I, I want him to do well. I want him to get whatever he wants and fuck, man. Fly the shit out of that SC and compete and and get your sat card. Do whatever the fuck you want, man. You know, what does he it's have? All he has good. a GoPro attached to his helmet. Is that how he's getting that view? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a, a hero session that he uh has a helmet mount. For, Are those hero for. sessions any good? Because I was thinking about getting one of those. If you can find them, they're really good. Um they don't make them anymore. GoPro stopped making them. Why? Um, but they're so nice for the helmet. Uh, no screen. And I think people started, they just, they weren't like that great of a seller. Um, but for what we do, shit, man, you can't get a, you can't get a GoPro nine on your helmet in the, no. in the cockpit. No, it's you know, the session is the only way to do it. Cool too much weight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you're scraping your nice canopy, your nice million dollar extra canopy. So, you know, I just thought about this, but, uh, whisker biscuits over here, uh, flew in a, uh, a uh, a monoplane today. Ooh. I'm never gonna believe what it was. 
Yes, us whisker biscuit types do stay current, <laughs> and we do fly cool airplanes. You sound like such a creep. <laughs> so it was a cool airplane, at least. It was a three hundred. Yeah, he flew midweek today. Ooh, yeah. Oh, do you fly with massage? No. No, I was actually doing some uh, um, some official currency, doing some uh, takeoffs and landings and the thing, some aileron rolls, some hammerheads. Some stalled spin so series. They're not all bad. You know, nice. We're not, we're not all brain dead and or stick dead. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish everybody would would. It's weird because I wish everybody that does the job that you do. I wish they would fly aerobatics. I think I do it every ninety days. I mean, it just is a. Uh, I'm Why one of the lucky ones because I choose to do my tailwheel. I only stay tailwheel current, so I find somebody that has a tailwheel aerobatic airplane like a Super D or an extra or something like that. I'm like, you know, I'll do my currency in that, and then I'll spend okay half the time doing aerobatics and the other half the time doing takeoffs and landings to stay current, and it works out in both worlds. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I won't mention any names, but I was I was cold called uh, by a FISDO somewhere. This is super vague, but um, about somebody flying aerobatics. And they were fairly inept on on even the regulatory side of aerobatics. You know, it's an I mean, it's such a niche subset of aviation. And it was I I always thought like when I fly, I feel like everybody (laughs) I feel like everybody uh, that is, uh, you know, part of the certification and rating element side governmental side of the house knows what what to violate me on if that makes any sense you know that i mean that's really i i would just totally assume like oh man if i'm gonna be you know if i'm flying aerobatics at 1400 feet like i'm nailed i'm done i'm toast and obviously in the in the adsb world maybe that's that's the case but you know it's interesting the more i talk to people in the faa world that um they don't know much about aerobatics well, Which rem- it's not surprising, but it is kind of, you know what I mean? You have to remember different office structures have different people doing different things. So A, you might have somebody who has no airman certificates whatsoever making that call to you and they're just data gathering. You may have a mechanic or an AMP calling you doing that complaint investigation. So there's probably a 25 to 30% chance that you'll get somebody who actually has a pilot certificate and or knows what they're talking about on the phone. So what's the, you know, okay. heavy here, I think you can be, give some really good advice out there to, to somebody. Uh, oh, hell. I mean, some people might, might be involved in the sport for decades and not know, but like, if you get a, if I get a phone call from the F something, whatever agency, and um, you know, it's a noise complaint or whatever, how should I handle that? Um, you know, in, in the past, I've always just gone there and spoken about it and being, you know, truthful. And and because to be honest with you, I really don't I don't violate any FARs, to be honest. So nobody. Did, no, we would never think of anything like that. Yeah. But, but I've always been honest. Anytime there's a complaint with me and, it, and it's always worked out. I think if you just approach them and and you're transparent. You know, it's the best because they're going to do what they need to do anyway. Well, you have to understand that it's got to be unintentional. You have to have made an honest mistake and be honest about it. 
And if you Google their own stuff, they have their own policy that says that. If you're honest, you're open and open exchange of information. That's all we're looking for. And if it was a one and done, that's all it is. But if it's that you're open and honest every day of the week when we get phone calls about you, at some point there's going to be a problem. Yeah, if you're constantly breaking the rules and being a a complete dickhead. It's like, I have no idea. I didn't know that. Okay, good. Don't do it again. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing. I think there's a stigma out there that it's you're if you it's want to not say, approachable if you want to say talk to my lawyer that's fine too that's your right but now there's no open communication anymore so that that channel has been closed yeah well and it's funny because i think i think the misconceptions of that of that dynamic and and um that interaction you know what i was taught as a student getting my my private pilot's license you know years and years and years ago versus now looking at the relationship of the FAA and, and the pilot between the FAA and the pilot, you know, I was taught, I mean, like basically to fear the FAA. And if you see one shit, your pants, <laughs> it's like that already starts you off in this weird element to where like, if somebody has a legitimate question, you're like, uh, I'm going to get my lawyer. And you're like, well, yeah. hold on, dude. Like all you, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you, you have a nice airplane, <laughs> you know, or something, you know, it's like, this might be a totally innocuous situation that, um, that you freak out on. And, um, I mean, what I, I, I will is, say, I'm ne- oh, go ahead. Nah, sorry. Yeah, what I did. So, seventy-one three hundred three is is what everybody knows about. So, I found an area that was near me that was legal to fly aerobatics, right? And as long as you're above fifteen hundred and four mile airway, this and that. Yep. So, I knew it was there were some houses and everything by it, and um, there was a chance that somebody would probably complain about it. So, what I did is before I started flying there, I went down to the FISDO and. Um, before that I printed out, you know, satellite images. I did the, uh, that acro box thing on the phone where it puts the radius out there to show you the airways and stuff. So I did all that, printed it all out, put it in a folder and I brought it down and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be flying on this area. This is, I'm just showing you that it's legal. Here's all, you know, I just dumbed it down for them so that they didn't, you know, and they shouldn't really have to do all the work to, to deal with this crap. And sure as shit, like a month later, they get a phone call. And it was really easy because they called me and they're like, hey, was this you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, we were just checking. But like, yeah, somebody complained, but you know, we know you're legal at school. Um, so like for that, from their perspective, it's great because they don't have to like call a million people, find out who, you know, it's weeks and weeks of work. So they yeah. really knew everything about it and they appreciated it. And I think that's why when I went for my APA, it made it really easy. Um well, I'll, and, I'll tell you a hundred percent. That's why you got one and why somebody else didn't. Uh, yeah, so I did. <laughs> I think that people just have to be like, if you, it's not, if you're flying aerobatics, you have half a brain at this point. Right. So, or, <laughs> so if you're flying in an area where you, if you think that you might get a complaint, go to the fizz though, show them that you're legal, show them that you care and you're doing your due diligence. And just say, hey, like, I'm going to be here. I just want to let you know, like, just because I know people complain about this shit all the time, but, you know, it's, it's limited where I can do it. I'm being safe. I'm part of, I, you know, whatever you want to say. And yeah. when they get the complaint, they'll be so happy that they don't have to do any work for it. Um, not to say they don't, want, I'm not trying to make that point that they don't want to work because they do work, have a ton of shit on their plate. But they're really, um, it's like a mutual relationship and you, you'll get so much more you know, being, um, open with them and communicating with them. 
And you shouldn't, if you think something's going to go south, don't wait for it to go south to then be like, oh, okay, look, let's form a relationship now. Now you already it's got like, a bad taste in their mouth. So like, just, just, yeah. and they know what you're doing. Like, they know you're not an idiot. They know that you're, you're flying aerobatics and it's known for noise or whatever kind of complaints they know. And they know that they, and if you're, if you are an idiot, they will know. They yeah, will know. So anybody listening, you know, that's what I was, just make fun. I hope that they like my fizzo is really approachable. I've heard other fizzos are really like, so I can't speak for every, every fizzo out there. Um, but you well, should go my down and not, take the time. <laughs> my fizzo's not, but, but what I did. So when I, when I moved airports, I, I went to the airport manager, said, told him exactly what I was doing, letting him know like, Hey, you know, this is an, it's an unusual airplane. It, it flies a pattern unusually and it's also unusually loud and they're like yeah 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 whatever and then literally the first i think i did three landings there and they got 12 complaints at the airport that day um but what i also did was like you know i let the fizzo know and and having these open lines of communication and even whether your fizzo is approachable or not if you're legal you're fine i wonder if it's not complaints today (laughs) <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> you probably did. Honestly, best probably part, did. The best part is like where this box, where this area was, which which seventy one through it's seventy one through oh three, right? Ninety one. Ninety one through oh I was like part seventy one. I don't know, man. Oh, I'm such a I feel you're a bethics. So like ninety. So it met all ninety one through oh three, but there were some houses, so they complained, and you know I had given, like I said, I gave them all the paperwork and everything, but. There's literally a shooting range. It's in between a shooting range and the airport where these people live. And that's who, that's who I got the complaint from. So there's like 50 caliber rifles going off, skeet shoot. Sunday morning <laughs> at 7 a.m. Bam, bam. Jeff, 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. For like 10 minutes. Not I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, we'll I deal with can't it, agree. I, I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more about kind of, you know, a stat – Establish a good rapport because, again, if, if you're not doing anything wrong or illegal, let them know what your operation is, whether it's a whether it's an aerobatic school, whether you're just a guy flying aerobatics, because it's weird. I mean, yeah, inevitably, wherever you are, it. It, most people love it. Oh, like, sure. When I had that thing happen to me when I was on the news. Like we got so much great positive, like hundreds of people, positive feedback about it. And it was two people that that fucked it up. So, yeah, it was a wild thing. I mean, literally. 120, you know, 120, 150 comments, 95% of them were positive. I watch my kids, my kids run outside to see your airplane at the bus stop. They love it. Keep doing it. Yeah. And they got one. So yeah, you'll get one jerk. So that's why it's really important to have, because they'll, the fizzle will fight for you because if you're a dick to them, if you're a dick and you're like, well, fuck you, no, it's game over. I'm 91, 303, and I could do it. They're like, oh, yeah, all right. Well, we'll, we'll play it for you. No, they're but not going to run after you. Yeah, you know, know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, well, they're an advocate. I mean, they really are. They're not, vinegar. they're not just there to violate you, in, in my opinion. I mean, I could be corrected if I'm wrong, but that that's not the, the core ones, concept the, of what's going on here. The good ones promote aviation in every direction in a safe and legal way. So California's not really like that, huh? No, no. uh, When I say my fizzo is not approachable, um, that I don't mean that at all. They, they aren't. um, The fizzo that I deal with is just not known for being a very friendly fizzo. That may have changed um, over the course of, you know, however many years I've been dealing with them. But um, 
my dealings with them have been all positive. And like I said, I, yeah. so Where I had you? to go, um, what's that? Where are you? The Bay area. So I deal with Oakland Fizdo. Okay. Um, they've always been, st- uh, historically harder to deal with than like the San Jose Fizdo or Sacramento Fizdo. Every dealing that I've had with the Oakland Fizdo has been fine. I've ne- I don't have any personal issues with them. And guy, I, I, I try to be, 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 and it's because of this reason. Like I, I'm not out there. I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. And if you guys want to come, wa- come fly with me, come watch me fly, watch my ADSB track every single day. You know, and if I, if I bump up against a, an airway, let me know. I don't think I am. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I, I fly. I mean, and then that's, you know, that's kind of a, a testament to like people professional flying that are like that basically carry a handful of like NASA forms with them. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, like <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like just follow the it's, rules. It's easier to fly legally than it is to, to, to fly in these gray areas and then just wonder if you're going to get violated. And I know people yeah. like that. And I know schools like that, like being an instructor, it, it kind of, you put a, a little bit of a different hat on. Cause then you're, you're teaching somebody to do the things that you're doing. Right. And so if you're teaching them to do aerobatics along an airway or like, Hey man, like that 1500 rule, like they don't, they don't really look at that. It doesn't matter, no. you know? And then, then you start kind of getting this population of people that are really doing sketchy shit. And I'm a big, that that's one of my pet peeves. Cause I see it in the Bay area, but I've then seen you it get anyway. That bunch. Absolutely. You know, and it's, that's it's, it's, I, I get calls when people do stupid shit, which sucks. Cause I have more visibility than maybe they do. Um, and they're not sure who did it, but it's like, Hey, there was an aerobatic airplane. I know the guy to call, but it's fine because it's like, Hey, it wasn't me. And they're like, okay, cool. No big deal. Um, but no, um, o- Oakland's been uh, every, I- I've gone there several times. I went there, um, to let them know that I was instructing in my airplane and, um, and kind of what I was doing from a visibility standpoint. I've, no. I had to go there to do my B24 type, uh, to finish that up. Um, oh, you're typed in a B24? Uh, just SIC typed. That's fine. So I, I, I did, man. Yeah, it's cool. Um, thing like that thing is just a fucking ton of. Oh, it's a truck. Yeah, it's fun. I miss it. I miss it a lot. I hope we hope hope it. Uh, hope the Collins Foundation. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that, and that's a that's like a totally other topic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It was so it, it was super cool. Super cool. They had no idea. They're like. CVLB30, what what kind of type rate is that? I'm like, uh, B24. They're like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, they've they've always been fine. And um, you know, what's going being on? Being an airline pilot right now. Oh, <sighs> fine. Or is that like you can't talk about it? No, no, it's it's not that I can't talk about it. Um, the the short answer globally is I don't know what's going on. Um, they're not flying the wings of freedom tour. So there, there's a lot of entities to the Collins foundation. So and this is all a, because of the B 17 thing, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. So oh, God. it's just a, f- a horrific situation for uh, every way, shape and form. It's, it's a horrible situation. You know, you have the, the warbird situation where you're looking at, you know, um, there was one of like six B 17s in the, um, United States flying, maybe one of five, um, I'd have to count again and it's, I've had wine. So, uh, but like, uh, you know, a handful of B-17s that were flyable and you lose a really, really, um, famous, I mean, the, 
the B, that B seventeen was painted up as nine oh nine. That during the war was really famous. But this air, you know, this airplane as the Collins Foundation's B seventeen. Everybody knew this airplane. I mean, it it traveled um, the country every year for like shit. I think it was like it was over twenty years. I think like twenty three years. Um, so millions of people have seen it. So you lose an airplane like that. Obviously, losing a warbird at any time makes the news. But to lose a B seventeen is huge news, and then to kill people is obviously um, yes, huge news. So um, the the multifaceted fallout from that has been. It, we're still reeling from from the effects of it, and some of the stuff I can't talk about. But um, you know, the Collins Foundation, they're they have a lot uh, of airplanes. Holy crap! They have a ton of airplanes, um, like and the Wings of Freedom numbers. tour. How many how many fighters and bombers do they have? Do you think? They have almost one of everything, at least. That's fucking crazy. Um, and your friend, I mean, they have a lot of them, right? Pinky, uh, yeah, he's the chief pilot. Uh, we're gonna get yeah. him on and and talk about a lot of that stuff. He's he's a freaking dynamo. He's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that you know, they have the Collins Foundation more owns more airplanes that served in the military than hadn't served in the military. If that makes sense. I mean, they, they really up until the, like the cold war stuff. I mean like shit, they have an F 100, they have an F 86, no, no F 86, a four, um, F four. They're the only civilian F four. Um, so they have a, a Houston operations that ha- has a lot of cool jets and stuff. And then Hueys and stuff like that. And then in, um, Massachusetts where they're headquartered, they have, just a ton of stuff. And then the wings of freedom tour, which is what the B 17 was a part of was not a separate entity, but it kind of was, cause it was basically a traveling circus 10 months out of the year, um, that traveled with the B 17, the B 24, the P 51, the P 40 and yeah, that uh, the B 25. What's it called? Two loose knots or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that thing's been, Oh my God. How many hours are on that? Well, it's funny. Um, when, when it came out, uh gosh, I think it was like two years ago now. <laughs> it seems like forever ago. You Maybe know, you know the airplane I'm talking about, right? That P fifty one that's touring that used to tour the country. Me? Yeah, you don't remember? Nah, you if you see if you saw it on the internet, you would know it. I'll bring You'd it probably up. yeah, you probably recognize it. But it, it won Oshkosh, I think, in 2019, 2018. Um, is it a TF? It was a beautiful airplane. And it's a TF. Yeah, it's a true TF. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, um, there's a lot of TFs out there that aren't really. Yeah, it, it's a true, true real deal. And it, it was a beautiful, I mean, it still is a beautiful airplane. Um, and it's got a ton of hours on it. Uh, you know, I think, you know, it was like, wow, okay. Another couple of years is going to need another restoration. I mean, that thing just no flew shit. its ass off. Like oh, how many just, hours do you think since like, out of, not including wartime? Just you know, I don't know. Links. Boy. It's got to be. Fun, I don't know. Right. Or is that, that's that crazy to say? I think that's probably high. Um, I'm just thinking. I don't like, know what it does per year. A thousand a year. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Was a thousand a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, I, I hope they get their. You know, I hope. I want the best for Collins. Like, um, I have some of the best friends I've ever met from Collins, and you know, it's like, uh, it's like friendships with flying on the side a little bit. You know, when we'd go to ground school um, in Florida every year, and the last couple of years it's been in um, Stowe, Mass, uh, where. Um, their headquarters is their, their, um, the American heritage museum is we've had the ground school there, but it's just like, you know, so much, so many talented guys and it's so much fun to hang out with everybody. And then, you know, during the year you get to 
fight some cool shit, which is a, a, just a huge bonus. But we'll yeah. see what happens. I, I hope they come back. I really do. I wish them the best. And so, what made you at go the same time? I Porto, like, why not the fighters or anything? The bombers are kind of where they start you because they can stick you in the right seat. And so, as long oh, as you okay. have, you know, like I, I flew the B seventeen too, and um, you know, as long as you have table time and um. Yeah, the Collins Foundation is really it's a, a really unique outfit and it's great in so many ways because it's like, you know, I, I don't know that I would have gotten the opportunity to do that stuff yeah, with any other outfit. Um, yeah, it's it's very uh, recommend. It's a, or a how do I say this? It's um, I don't know if the buddy system is the right word, but it's it's kind of fraternal in that regard. Like, it's not about how much money you have. It's like, hey, I got a buddy. I'm gonna bring you in. Um, it's very much like that. It's, it's yeah, like you got to vouch for it. Re- totally. Yeah. There's no, no strangers just show up and, and, and fly for calling. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, uh, this would have been, boy, this would have been my fifth year, uh, with them or, I mean, you know, is my fifth year with them. And it's good for you because uh, 20 being on the airlines, you could just jump seat to wherever you need to be to go fly whatever. Right. Oh, it was, it's great. I mean, uh, back when I started, I was with NetJets and, I'd have to like pay my own way and um, it was kind of a bear, but um, totally worth it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it's totally worth it. Yeah, no, it's an unforgettable experience. I'll never forget it. And I'm still, you know, I have lifelong friends. I still chat with daily that are, I met, you know, flying for calling. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty arduous too. uh, Like I said, it's a traveling circus. Yeah, dude. You know, I hear you. How's the, uh, so um, you fly in the midwing a lot? What's like, what's the deal? How many times have you flown it since you got yeah. it back? Yeah. Recovering from your like 20 hour trip. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, man. I, I got back and like the day after I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm, you know, a couple of days. I, I could use a couple of days. <laughs> Were your partners um, excited? Super excited. You know, a couple of them came out and saw me land and, um, you know, put the airplane away in the hangar and, and the thing was covered in shit, dude. It was like West Texas dust storms and bugs and like, um, all kinds of crap. Just, it was covered in just, it, it looked like volcanic ash. I'm not even kidding you. You probably like, had like there was smoke from the fires, right? Is that still out there or is that gone? No, no, that was kind of gone. Um, but it, like the airplane, it had mud on it. It was really weird, like mud on the bottom of the wings. It was, Wait, like, was this, it like, like a, um, what color would that be? Like an orangey mud? Kind of. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like Adobe, but like, I it was like this like, grayish orange. It was weird, dude. It was, it was weird. Like the plane, though, right? Yeah. 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 It looked like dog shit. I mean, the plane was just <laughs> terrible, but uh, one of the owners like stayed up and, and like cleaned it and waxed it all night, you know, and like the next me? day it was good to go. And, no, seriously. Jeez. Um, looked beautiful again like and right freaking pit pit crew team dude um no but I, i've been flying it a bunch uh i flew it yesterday um i flew it the day before twice i flew it the day before that twice i'm gonna fly tomorrow um nice. it's been great um what's the weather yeah, you get, yeah, you're like I, 70 I, degrees over there so unfair it's been cold dude it's been like 66 degrees I just, it's cold dude talk. Talk right now <laughs> It's cold, dude. I had to wear a sweater. Yeah. How how cold was it for your flight, uh, Mr. Biscuits, today? <laughs> Mr. Biscuits. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Biscuits. <laughs> it was a brisk 48, 45 degrees at sea level. Oh, 
Fuck that. Oh I don't my know why god. I, can't. I, I wish I I need to get more hardcore on Airbag. Don't be such a puss. I am. I'm just such a puss when it comes to cold weather you lately. That Dude, it sucks. It sucks when your feet go numb and you're it trying to fly. Like it sucks. It. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'll, it'll be like the night before. I'm like, I'm going to fly tomorrow. I don't care. I'm going to bundle up. <laughs> and I'll like get in. I'll walk to my car to go. To, you know, I'll go in the afternoon. I'll go to work in the morning. But I'll walk to my car in the morning to go to work. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm definitely not going. Fuck this. Today. It's so cool because it's not getting it's not when you're flying it's opening the freaking hangar door and then getting in the cold weather it's just i'm a then you watch the oil temperature is just pegged on zero for like the first 15 minutes yeah it takes like 20 minutes to warm up the motor because i don't have a tan you literally you start you start tapping on the gauge you're like i think this thing might be broken yeah we talked about that i'll just wait a little system (laughs) within like three seconds it's at like 100 you're like oh thank god yeah it's brutal man (laughs) but yeah and the other thing too, which is kind of like funky, is um, it's great because you get phenomenal uh, performance out of the airplane. Yeah, but it's not realistic. You know, once you get into season, Everything you know, comes with a cost. Yeah, so like August when it's, it's almost like 90. not worth practicing. Yeah, like it, like it almost gives you a false it's sense of performance. I mean, like individual figures, but it's just not realistic to to where your your gates are going to be for where you're going to expect to be in in the sequence. You know, because yeah, you're flying forty five degree weather. No, maybe somebody should have a camp in 45 degree weather and have a contest in 45 degree weather. Nobody would show up. We have a hard enough time getting people to show up to contests in like 80 degree weather. Nobody it's got to be princess weather. <laughs> yeah, make it a game like uh, like the medieval aerobatic contest. Oh, actually, that reminds me. There used to be there. There's a sense of humor in the Northeast. There, I only went to this contest once, so I'm sure people listening have been to this contest ten times. No more to me, but. There was a contest in the Northeast in October, and um, it wasn't a, sh- a sanctioned contest, but there was like a pretty, there was like unlimited guys that would fly unlimited figures, and that you fly whatever you wanted, but you know, most people flew like an arresty sequence. And then there was like Sportsman Intermediate, and uh, it was a really cool contest. So at this uh, private field in uh, Pennsylvania, but they called the Blue Bowl, uh, the Blue Bowl, because you would get blue balls. <laughs> I'm standing yeah. outside in the cold the whole time. So how was it non-sanctioned? Was it? It was just. It was like just it like a contest. Yeah, if you knew the people or who was doing it and everything like that, it was like an impromptu type of thing. It was a, during the day, okay. you know. It wasn't overnight. It was just kind of like a fun thing. That's kind of like what we were talking about doing uh, last podcast. Like just making yeah. wordies. I love the, that idea. Yeah, the overnights are tough for people. I mean, they're tough for me. They're tough for a lot of people. I think. Um. And that that could that could be another you know root cause of uh, low attendance or whatever. But you know, yeah. coming out during the day, especially while October is kind of a tough month to do because of the daylight. But you know, you get some of those uh, summer months where they get a lot of daylight. Um, it might work for, to do a you know a daily thing. It'd be fun too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, just like a one day wham bam. Yeah, wham bam type of deal. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah have you so it's cold have you flown no mr biscuits go. has flown mr biscuits is is biscuits flying his ass up. <laughs> he's current yeah he's current i haven't flown in a couple in like three weeks mr. mr biscuits has to turn around and go to your car your your other country over there california <laughs> oh what a city san diego did you come Beach. yeah he's actually coming out to you okay oh. You're in San Diego, right? No, it's Bay Area. No, I'm uh, opposite end. San Francisco? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm like so I'm like 30, 35 east of. <laughs> They're on twenty four hour homo watch for Mark over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's here. Yes, he's here. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> but uh, I only worry about that in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I go to Texas. I have this nice barbecue joint that's right adjacent to a gun range. Get a pulled pork and. Shoot fifty for lunch. Oh, what city is that? And we have some. There we go, listeners. Uh, it's uh, north of Fort Worth. I don't know what town it is. I forget the name. I know where Dallas is. <clears throat> oh crap! And that's Dallas. That's such a big <laughs> metroplex. It's up, the Dallas Fort Worth area is insane. You go up up thirty five north of Fort Worth, but halfway between that and Denton. It's, it's not Addison, is it? No, it's another town. All I know is the area code because that's what it's called. No. America. Yeah, we got some cool Texans that <laughs> listen to this show. Yeah. But, I had uh, some good food, man. When I overnighted in College Station, when I, uh, I think I already talked about it, but um, I had some awesome food in College Station when I, uh, on my way back with the extra. Argyle. Yeah. I, I think I might start. Argyle, you know, I, okay. I just got to get the right clothing to do. I got to get Long John's. You know, I got to get some of that thin stuff because when you when you layer up, I'm kind of broad shouldered. So it's tough when you layer up in my airplane because I'm like a fat kid in a small. I'm like <laughs> Chris Farley in a small coat. Real talk, so, dude. Get a heated fight suit. What? It sounds really? dumb. OK, so so I go pick up this 300 L in Pierre, South Dakota from Jim Pipe. So OK, <laughs> dude, by the way, they have really good duck jerky in Pierre. Where? Duck jerky. Yeah. Uh, you heard it from Whisker. Biscuits. Really? <laughs> All right. Next time I ne- next time uh Jim Pites brokers an extra sale and I and I ferry it, I'll uh I'll have to hit the di- duck jerky. Okay. Give me a call. Yeah. Yep. Okay, All right. Duck jerky. <laughs> some dick jerky. Dick jerky. Yeah. It, <laughs> is it is it duck or dick? I can't remember. Either way, I'll take some. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Duck or <laughs> dick. I'll take both. I'll take it. <laughs> Take a pound of Lights take a pound right of each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so I so I picked this airplane up for him, and I'm an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to what the show's. Oh about. my god! Go <laughs> so so I I pick this airplane up and and I I bring like a sweatshirt and you know I'm in jeans right and it's I picked it up in January. It was. Minus 12 when I picked that airplane up and, he, and oh my Jim's God. like, Hey man, uh, there's some stuff that comes with the airplane. Like, I, like it had shoots and, um, you know, he gave me like the logs and shit. And then there was this black bag and he's like, Oh, you're going to definitely want this. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's a heated flight suit. Oh, like, what? And so it looks, it's, it kind of is like an Adidas track suit. So you're thinking like, you, you know, when I say so flight suit, I'm you're like, Oh, cool. And everything. No, it's not. It's it's so it's I mean it, it goes over your clothes or you can wear like thermals underneath it. It's not it's not um like thick, but it's almost kind of tracksuit. Yeah. It, really? It's it, but it's not as thick as a sleeping bag. Yeah, what's it plugs into the cigarette lighter. Shut up. Yeah. No, dead like serious. Cigarette lighter. Dude, I had gloves, a beanie, uh socks, heated socks. It was fucking awesome. Who it makes it awesome? Them? You know, I have to look it up. No, um, the owner that the the guy that owned that pits, I'm sorry, the the guy that owned that extra, um, he was in North Dakota 
and would fly it in the winter. Because, you know, the winters, like when it's not snowing, the, it's beautiful flying weather, like calm and, yeah, you know, uh, just cold as shit. So he would put this heated flight suit on and fly that thing around. Well, he had to do the, um, uh, the, I'll look the it up. version on the extra, right? With the uh, breather tube, right? Yeah. So, so it had it had both breather tubes, which was cool. So you could just like disconnect the short and then connect the long or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it had an engine block heater, which was cool, too. Oh, sweet. So you left and you already had like a 90 or 100 degrees, right? Yeah. Yeah. You It literally was just you just take an extension cord and put plug it in. Um, it was on. So like the, you know, if you're yeah, looking yeah. at the spinner to the tail, it was like it just had like the little jack right on that plate before the uh, the cylinder row right there, like where the uh, heat exchanger would be on the other side. Oh, gotcha, the, you gotcha. know, the oil cooler. Um, it's yeah, yeah. it. Things, that thing was totally set up for the winter. Totally set up for year round flying. Works great. Right? Cool. That's actually, thank you for saying that. And I'm going to get, I think I'll probably get one. Cause, uh, yeah. And I, it's yeah. probably just some heated, like, it, it might even have been, honestly, it might have been Simpson that made it. It was probably just some, like, you know, kind of race car thing, you know? Um, but man, I, I was hot. I'm not kidding you. I was sweating. I was breathing out billows of, of vapor and, but like sweating because <laughs> my body was, legit that pneumonia but it was <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah <laughs> my nose fro i got frostbite on my nose but the rest of my body was sweating Jeez, and no helmet huh i did not wear a helmet then yeah i it, i was believe it or not dangerous man You're this dangerous. is gonna sound crazy i know right this is gonna sound really crazy i'm actually so, still have a level of of anti-helmet as pro helmet as i am it took me a long time to to convert to wearing a helmet now. I mean, I won't fly without it in an airplane like this, but um, I mean, shit, I, I ferried my extra back across the country wearing a helmet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about that next but, podcast, but it, it's just one of yeah. those things that it's a great topic of discussion because there's arguments from both sides. I can't remember what pushed me over the edge. I hated him. I, and I still, especially like my custom painted one, like it's, I'm not that flashy. Um, normally yeah, and this is a very flashy helmet i'm really not i'm really not i you're still you're but I, I do like it. right now you go to starbucks you have a heated flight suit i didn't <laughs> say it wasn't fancy <laughs> i didn't I, i've dude i fly an airbus all right no, the an airbus pilot bougie 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 oh, yeah. that's it i'm bougie <laughs> but yeah I, it took me a while. I, I can't remember the catalyst um i think it was honestly um a, a buddy told me about a t6 ground loop where a guy got a concussion from hitting the side with his head. And I'm like, you know, it's not going to be like me hitting something, bailing out or something like that. It's going to be me like smacking my head because, you know, some landing incident or something like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start wearing them. And I've heard horror stories too. Like if anybody flies a Pitts S1, they know like that the way the sheet metal and the, for the panel is done, it's just like a razor's edge right where your forehead would hit if you impact it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now I just, I won't fly any of that stuff without a helmet. It, it, it's so funny and I can't wait to talk about it at length, but it, I do find it extremely ironic how people will not, they won't even question a parachute. I mean, the, the chances of you using a parachute are comically low. Yeah. Yet the chances of you banging your head some way, shape or form, whether it's canopy failure, like having just a, just the canopy glass d- shatter into your face or a bird strike or um, knocking your head, I feel like you're way higher. 
you know, and, and yet people are like, oh, helmets are stupid. I would never wear a helmet. And nobody ever questions wearing a parachute. Well, because they look at <laughs> it as the as the end result. I don't have a chute. I will die. I don't wear my helmet. Eh, it could go here or there. I'll yeah. It. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. You can't bail out with a chute without a chute and survive. There right. is that. That's why they do that. There is that. What's that is the, kind of uh, a thing. What's the minimum altitude, you think? Thousand? Boy, Alan Silver is the one who uh, shout out to Alan Silver, Master Rigger. Um, yeah. He gave me kind of my initial briefing, uh, my initial um, egress uh, training. And I want to say he said, but you could do it below that, like 500 feet. But that's really that's really low. You're rolling the dice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at fucking that's isn't that an incredible photo with Nigel Hopkins? It's insane. Yeah. How high was he, dude? He didn't. I don't think he was that high. I think it was like. I, I don't want to guess. I I don't know. But regardless if our producer is listening to this, we need to get him on the podcast. If our if our producer could just write this down and and reach out to his people. I see him making notes right now. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I actually love to talk to him about that. I'm sure he's like so, like doesn't want to talk about it, but that is super dramatic footage. Dude, the I mean, what did the hell comes out? How we got out of that airplane with with the wing falling off? It must have been corkscrewing like a motherfucker, and he got out of that. And he, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, and that's the thing is like we always, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. Like I, I've kind of I, I've had to consciously get away from my egress briefings, being like, okay, you're gonna be straight and level. You know, you just man, you just you just jettison that canopy, and you know, you just undo your straps. The airplane's gonna be just fine. Then you just kind of bail out. Like the chances of you bailing out under those conditions are going to be really rare. You know, I mean, Sean Tucker had that with, when he um, lost his elevator, you know, he was able to like climb the airplane up to like some ungodly altitude and had all the time in the world to plan a controlled egress. But and it still chances are it's out a little bit on him. Say again, it still went south on him a little bit. Didn't he get his, uh, the kind yeah. of his head or something like that? I think he hit his head and I think he broke his ankle on the, on the tail. Oh, geez. Like when he when he got actually got out, yeah. I, if I remember, yeah, it's been a long time since I watched his. He would have been up shit's creek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I that the Nigel pictures are insane. They're literally insane. I I don't know mentally what it would take I to get back into an airplane. Like, like, can you like when I unfortunately you know I've seen something happen in front of me uh, that was really uh, horrific, but can you imagine? And I just stood there. I was in shock. But that guy, whoever was standing on the ground and seeing this happen, can you imagine being that cool and collective? Be like, oh, let me just grab my phone. All right. Let me focus in on this. Get the plane and the pilot. Like, can you imagine that? My guess is that those are either screen stills from video oh, while it was during or taking pictures during. That would that would have been my guess. Okay. But even but I do think about it, that. Still? Yeah. Like, not. I would have been like, oh, like totally shooken up. Well, you know what, what's funny in hindsight too is like you want that so you can actually see what went wrong. But then at the moment, yeah, everybody's like, dude, moment. hey, dickhead, put your fucking camera down and like, I don't know, act in shot, like do something yeah, other prayer. than paparazzi this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah it, that's that's, like, if that's not there's a, some, uh, like an advertisement to always wear your parish. Well, unless you're like Skip Stewart and not going above 500 feet, um, you should, you know, definitely wear a parachute. His routine, Skip Stewart's routine is really, really unique in that regard. Because I, I would truly say 
a shoot would not do him any like save the weight. Don't wear a shoot. Yeah, the only I think the only reason for him to wear a shoot is like he discovers something's wrong with the airplane and it's not worth landing and he can climb up and then jump. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I saw Yeah, and that like, like Sean Tucker's case was exactly like that. Incredible. He he's got Skip Scott. It's such a it's an unbelievable routine. It really is. It's incredible. It's a little dangerous though. It looks, I'm not gonna lie, it looks a little dangerous, but there's but just no room for he, error. An, yeah, he nails it every time. But yeah, there's there's uh it doesn't seem like he's got a lot of outs, but what do I know? I mean he might. He's he, but he hides it well. Honestly, yeah. I, he makes it look easy, and then when you know what you're looking at, you're like, oh my god, dude. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a legit uh performer. I mean, you know, there's there's so many legit performers, but um yeah, there's you know, just very few situations where you know you're gonna get the airplane under control before you egress, which is a scary thought, you know, like more than likely. Uh, you know, like in the super decathlon was a perfect example. You and we used to brief like, okay, you know, uh, pull the you're going to jettison the door and yeah, you're going to pull the pin jettison the door. And, and if, uh, you can't do it in the front seat, I'll reach forward yeah. and, and do it. Not, you know, like not, uh, thinking about like how impossible that might be if you're spinning or if the right wing has folded on itself, <laughs> there's so many, you know, just so many, um, things that could go wrong. But then again, you know, you, you can only plan so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is what it is. But um, it is what it is, man. But yeah, whisker biscuits here in the flesh. I was hoping he'd have some uh, some uh, insight on how to uh, become better at aerobatics, but I think it's he's failed us in that moment. <laughs> I consider myself a beginner at best. So, did you fly <laughs> out there to do your currency? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, took uh, one of the wonderful airlines here. Uh, which one? Um, if you are a meme fan, you'll know them as Light Chop. Light Chop Delta. Okay, good old Delta. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you fly out there specifically to do this currency? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I head back tomorrow on uh, the Big Blue. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, man. It's pretty, pretty. Yeah, it was fun having you on, at dude. Yeah, uh, at the uh, industry or the agency. Thanks for having me. <laughs> any, any, um, any advice you want to give out there to listeners that uh might uh, take advice? <laughs> I will say, um, it's a good agency to work for. Yes, very simply, it's four words. It'll get you far in life, but it'll also get you far with any encounters you have. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Don't. Just don't. Be very nice. Be honest. Be a good person. Yeah. Be a normal human being. And Own your shit. Own your mistakes. Yeah. It's humble. I don't know what other adjectives I can throw in there. Um, yeah. Adjectives. Is oh, that, that's yeah, I get that. that. Those are yes, those are adjectives. They describe things or people. My vocabulary is not very uh petro. <laughs> stick to aerobatics. It's not good. <sighs> he moves but, stick really well. Right. He moves <laughs> stick really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh but yeah, no, that's it. Um 
Just don't be a jerk. Be nice. Be friendly to everyone, especially yeah. nowadays. And uh, keep fighting the good fight. Keep flying good and don't suck. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. Oh. We're going to get hit with so many like copyright the infringements. Copyright. <laughs> <Taco mark. laughs> it's a taco mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. Well, this interview has been as exciting as I thought it would be. I remember to call my attorney. Yeah, I loved it, man. It was fun. Yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, next podcast, helmets, parachutes, way of life. Hell yeah, dude. Safety shit. Yeah, we should probably get somebody on from, uh, maybe we can get somebody from Bonehead or uh, Lyft. Oh, you know what? Uh, so I could do that. Um, I could get um, somebody from Lyft to come on. Absolutely. Uh, Rob, shout out to shout out to Robbie Holly. Um, I'm that's how I'm. I'm actually gonna call Rob Holland now, oh, Robbie Holly, because we're like Holly. we're like good friends. Yeah. Um, he he linked me up with the uh, the Hooker Harness guys, Neil at Hooker Harness, and um, we can get them on too. Wait, what are you talking? I lost you after Robbie Holly. I like that. Oh, uh, Robbie Holly uh, linked me up with uh, um, the guys at Hooker Harness. What's that? You're getting new belts in the extra? No, no, no. Uh, just, just uh, as far as getting them on the podcast, if they want to come, you know, if we wanted to have oh, Hooker cool. Harness, uh, the guys from Hooker, uh, come on and just talk That's about, you know, safety the guys who own Hooker, like they're the only game in town. Only game in town. Like you don't have a choice. <laughs> just you have to buy Hooker. That's it. <laughs> but they That's don't it. really price rape you. They're actually pretty affordable. Gosh, what are they? Five hundred bucks a piece? Um, it depends if you get the double ratchet or whatever. Which is yeah. like, I want to do a video. You get a double one. ratchet. <laughs> Who are these plebeians single ratcheting into their airplanes like homeless people? <laughs> yeah, double ratchet. Yeah, just get the double ratchet and be normal. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> be normal. No, the first time I flew a double ratchet airplane, I was like, oh, this is. This is class. So nice. So nice. You don't have yeah, to have your left leg pinched to hell. Yeah. I want to do a video on uh, getting strapped in and get some feedback from what I'm doing wrong or whatever. But there's like a lot of like, Dude, I would love that too. Right. There's all these little like knickknacks that you could do to get a little bit more secure and moving your legs while you strap and all this other crap. So I think that honestly, was- I would love to talk about that. I, I could listen to somebody and, and, and go back and forth about, strapping in properly for hours because i've been doing this again you know recreationally and instructionally for like a decade and i still feel like every time i get in that freaking airplane i'm strapped in different different it's different right it's different every single time yeah and then sometimes like i'm like okay cool like my toes are numb after 40 minutes like why why you know am i I too tight and that's why we go back to like talking about flying in the winter with layers like it just it doesn't feel the same because you know, I usually put on a little bit of weight in the winter, which that's my fault. But then you don't get we all that's why the FAA has winter weights, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And then you're a cute kid. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it just feels different. The the belts don't fit the same. It's it's just different. But um, but yeah, I would love to do that. And mostly because I like to post it. And then there's I'm sure a ton of stuff out there that I don't know where I could be doing better. Um, just some ideas to start flowing because to get where I got as far as seating position, which I spent a lot of time just in the hangar and trying to figure out the most comfortable 
because somebody once told me uh, it's really important to, you know, to be comfortable in the airplane. Um, it totally is. It could help somebody out that's just getting into it. I mean, the amount of hours that would save is incredible. There's a level to like of your G tolerance could change, can and would change depending on your seating position. Um, and your like your level of fatigue. Uh, I, I would say I, I, I've been really jacked up before by thinking I was strapped in properly or thinking a strap was a certain way. And then here we go and come to find out either like my shoulder straps are too tight or something, you know, something was amiss and it, it beats you up. It really does. Like if it'll fatigue you really quick, like there's, there's moments when, you know, there you get in the airplane and you know, it's going to be a good flight just because you're so comfortable in it. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. And I, I and then there's days that, like we're like the shoot, moment, the shoot that overall. Like I want that. Well, it's, like it's that every time. Why can't that happen every time? I swear to God, dude, I feel like my shoot changes shape. Like I'll be like, oh, my shoot feels good right now. And then the next flight, I'm like, why does the shape of my shoot feel different? Yeah. No, this, there's so much into it. And that's even, you know, yeah. and that's the difference a lot of times. And you're not even in the air yet. It's crazy. Fucking yeah. Aerobatics, man. Why we- Fucking aerobatics. Fucking acro. Fucking acro. Well, so <laughs> I, I have one more thing. Um, are you, how is our new podcast intro coming along? Because I'm not replacing the current new super badass podcast intro until you a, uh, make us a podcast intro. Yeah. I'm going to give a little snippet. Let me see here. You're putting me on the spot here, but. Ooh, you have a snippet. Yeah. I remember I just made that audio on garage band. Oh yeah. 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 Hold on a second. I'm sure whisker biscuits is going to laugh his ass off. Cause it's so corny. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Let me know if you can hear it. Right. Garage band. That's pretty good, dude. It's catchy. Hey, man, I dig that. Yeah. My wife thinks it sucks. Dude, I dig it. Will she voice over it? Yeah, she's going to do it. She used to be a... Uh, oh, I can't. She's right next to me. I can't say anything. I'm going to get yelled at. Use <laughs> my words wisely. I feel like we should be wearing glow sticks right now. <laughs> no, I want to do that thing. You know, when those those guys used to like pretend like they were holding a ball and they'd wave their arms around and it looked like they were holding a ball. Yeah. They were. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he loves neon. So he's definitely he's, he's like Eastern block, too. So, you know, he like he raves like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. He's definitely taking. He's uh, probably at one right now. Yeah. He's got like two E in him right now. Just oh, yeah. Glow sticks. Popping Molly and glow sticks. And yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. No doubt in my mind. Just lights and lasers all over the place. Just late. His room before he goes to bed probably just has lasers and spotlights just like blaring everywhere and he's in his extra swag that's not even a, it's it's not unlicensed <laughs> unlicensed extra swag <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that guy me too love me too he, fuck he, man we have a good time man we had a good time last podcast with him it was a blast i got a lot of good feedback my audio really liked last it last time because we were sharing a mic we have to figure out a mic situation for you for when there's more than one person there. Cause anybody's listening. Who's good at this shit. Just contact us and, and, and do our, uh, 
do some research for us and tell us how to get two mics going on one computer. Two mics. I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> well, two mics, one computer. Like, just like two girls, one cup. Yeah. But like with less shit. Yeah. I'll send you a link to another microphone because um, the mic you have is good, but um, it only has that one cardioid pickup pattern. And you yeah. need one where the micro- microphone will pick up 360 degrees around the microphone. So that way you can have, oops, sorry, I hit the mic there. Um, that way you'll have, you can have two people on either side and it'll sound equal. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause it sounds, it probably sounds like dog shit right now. With no, no, you guys, no, you, uh, you guys both sound pretty good. Uh, Whisker has got a little fady there for a bit, but he's probably just away from the mic. Yeah. He's just not, dumb. A, not anymore. He's just dumb. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Oh, there he is. That's what everybody says about me. Yep, there he is. <laughs> Even my wife. <laughs> oh my god. Well, anyway, should we wrap this bitch we, up? Yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done. Next podcast is going to be well, uh, pretty lit. I just oh, I, I can't wait. God. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> lit, dude. Lit. Well, Mister Biscuits, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you dude. for being here. Thank you for being here. Do you have a sign off? You need a, every guest we have has their own sign off. Uh, let's see. It could be. Do you have a phone number they can call you? People can call you? <laughs> the only phone number you don't want Whisker Biscuits. <laughs> yeah. All right, Marky. <laughs> All right, guys. Episode 11. Thank you, Mr. Biscuits. Petro. It's a pleasure Little. as always. Marky Fresh. I'll see you later, man. All right. Later, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 